So what does life look like after graduating? Hello, I am Progress Obariko, a writer, coach, and an international student's ambassador. This is the International Students Podcast. It is a platform for sharing stories and exclusive information for international students across the world, prospective international students, and essentially anyone moving or living abroad. This is to help people tackle challenges and also to share opportunities that they need. You'll be hearing from international students studying in various universities across the world, experts and professionals sharing knowledge on what you need to know when moving abroad, visa application, how to manage your finance, job opportunities, culture shocks, scholarships and various tips and tricks for living abroad. Please do subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with your friends, follow us on Spotify and on any platform you're currently listening to us and let us know what you think. Have a good listen. Thank you so much. So in this episode, you'll be hearing from two graduate international students, Ada and Rita, who are interviewed separately and they will be telling us about their realities as graduate international students in the UK. How has it been for them? What does life look like after graduating as an international student? So my name is Rita Ugi and what do I do? (laughs) Um, I work at the University of Lincoln's Student Union as the Vice President International. And I am from Nigeria. Can you just give us a sneak peek of what it feels like to be, you know, a graduate and having life after graduating as an international student, please? Um, first thing that I will say is enjoy your uni days. Tell you. Like, enjoy what it means to be a student, you know, all the discounts that you get, you know, different things. Enjoy it. Because trust me, life as a graduating farm, council tax. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Your face is immense. You're paying this, paying that, paying this. Especially farm, if you probably leave like in the university accommodation or you know, all that, you know, those inclusive kind of like accommodation for students on and all of that. And then, you know, when you finish, because you have to now move out into a convention where, I mean, you're no longer a student. You have to become, you know, irregular. An adult. An adult. So, <laughs> and that's when the reality really hits because uh, there are bills that you have to pay. I mean, for those who also have families back at home, you're thinking, well, how do I do to support who I can support? Yes. Um, but then again, you have, you, it's, it's not the life after graduating as an international student. For some people, it differs. It's, it becomes their best time because they, they can do whatever they want to do. They have there are no limitations in terms of your working hours. Yeah, yeah. So that one is you begin to now figure out exactly what you want to do. For some other people, it's quite dreading because it's like I'm being thrown into the ocean. How do I survive? I'm not having to pay bills that is like over the top. And do I get a job that? pays well what am i going to do myself or oh, and then for also other people again is they get jobs and they have to be working round the clock yeah by way and then you miss like you miss the part of actually leaving and for me like i said the uni right now looks good because i mean because i'm working so that's a good for me right now it looks good 
or the thought, it gets me to also start thinking like, what do I want to do next? Where am I going to, what level do I want to get to in my career? Mm. What do I want to do? So right now I'm currently having a good time. I work in, a, I work with students and it is fun. It is educating. It's, it's amazing. And it's also very stressful. It comes with this stress because for my role, exactly, I'm handling international students and, you know, it's, it's a lot. Everybody wanting different things. So sometimes my life has that, you know, there's that space of where it gets too much. Yeah. But, but outside that, is it something I'm, I was looking forward to finishing my degree and quickly working? Yes, because I. what's the point of me coming here? The point was to get an international work experience. Mm-hmm. And am I, yes, and am I getting that? Yes, I'm getting that. But for some people, it's not the same. It's a lot of struggle for people because um, having to get that job, um, you know, especially a job that would probably sponsor you at the end of the day is, is a... Is a struggle, but life after uni can be after studying can be can be good. It can be bad. Yes. <laughs> I cannot yeah. say what that is. <laughs> yeah, it can be definitely. good. It can be good. It can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Adesi Ugo, and I'm currently based in England. And I mean, I moved here. Or I came here for my master's program in public health, which I officially finished or graduated from in um, 2022. And so I have a master's in public health, MPH, and now I'm currently with one of um, the UK's leading public health institution. And I'm very much involved in health protection operations in that organization. So I'm a public health professional, as you would tell, and I've got a bit of experience in public health coming from Nigeria and also you know, moving in, uh, moving here to England to also um, continue to, let's say, practice uh, where am I from? Well, I'm Nigerian. I finished from the University of Chester in England. I would like us to kind of um, quickly unpack what it is like to school in Chester. What was your experience like and, you know, how was it for you? Yeah, so Chester is quite a small town in England, northwest England, and it's very much British. It's very concentrated with you know, the British population. You have just few black persons there, except like, and the students that make up that, that population, I mean, mostly. And my experience while schooling there was very pleasant. I had um, a very, I had lovely lecturers, you know, that tutored me. My, so in my school, you have something they call your personal academic tutor, that's your part. So I had a very nice one. He, up to date, was still very much in touch. So I was able to, you know, reach out to him each time I had questions regarding schoolwork or even career-wise, and he was very much able to provide me with answers and resources and signpost me to, you know, relevant materials to help me. And like I said, like I said, Chester is not too, is not that big, so we didn't we don't have um, as much let me say recreational sports like you see in london and other larger cities like liverpool manchester but we do have like a zoo so i remember going to the zoo at some point and we have like nice theaters and all it's it's quite friendly you know mm-hmm. and it can be quiet it's not the bosley it's not bosley like um the way london is other larger cities are yeah. so let me say the the, the the town sleeps and by that i mean once it's like 10 midnight you don't see buses again and everybody shuts down literally for the day so it was a very pleasant experience for me as a student i enjoyed my time there but i had to move out because of work well it was what it while it lasted and i made nice friends too there while i was in Chester. um so life after graduation and what does it look like and how has it been for me well first and foremost i'm a christian so i want to say 
um it's been god literally because yeah. god has helping me all the way like post-graduation up until now that i'm having this conversation yeah um it's been a journey it's been a very it's been a stretch for me it's been unprecedented i mean there are some things i saw that i didn't expect because i had the mindset of once i finish my mph um i shouldn't um spend too much time in getting a job yeah mm. surprisingly <laughs> I, I mean i saw myself throwing applications applica- applications and applications i mean i didn't expect them getting a job to be like a walk in the garden mm. but I just felt i thought that it would it would be or it would come easily you know in the shortest possible time if you get what i mean yeah. but gratefully all of that is now let me say my past because i think i've, I've moved past that phase now gratefully like i said i'm christian so god heard my prayers and i got i've gotten a new role or i've gotten a job literally in my field because i really wanted to practice in public health like i said it's been a journey it's been a stretchy one it's been one that's taught me what it means to like um trust in god and literally wait on god um before now i don't think i knew what it means to like trust fully in god maybe i read it in the bible or i, I just said it with my mouth but i didn't mean it from my heart if you get what i mean but yeah. post graduation you know taught me literally i was a student literally you know and i learned what it means to trust god and wait on god for um for a job and god god came through for me it was a stretch i would like to you it came with its own um i don't say mental health that's too fast but it came with its own no, but, anxiety. but indeed it is i mean it is fair if you even say that because it is depressing i've seen many students who are struggling to get jobs they are depressed they are, it is it, it could affect you mentally yeah so it came with its own anxiety because what for one, I'm not someone that likes uncertainty, you know. So you can imagine the struggle of my frustration yeah. when I'm upsetting. Or, and I'm not the kind of person that likes to be complacent. I like to be very much active and involved in stuff. So and I get easily irritated when I'm just idle. Except when I know that I'm taking this break to rest because I've done work, then mm-hmm. that's fine. But to just be idle, doing nothing. So it annoys me. So you, could, you can imagine my frustration all the time, you know, training applications and, you know, asking myself, what else do these recruiters really want? Because, I mean, I have, I feel, I believe I had everything they wanted, qualification-wise and experience-wise. So it was just really, it was draining, you know, very draining. And I'll just see myself asking myself questions. I don't say, let me say, doubting myself, like, what's happening to yeah. me? It's my grades, with my experience. Come on, I should be, should I, you should be rushing me, you know. Mm. Well, <laughs> gratefully, it all turned out well eventually. So, yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah, it is. It is a tough one indeed. And it is a journey that I can definitely relate to. And that many students, tons of students that I've seen, that have heard their stories can definitely relate to as well. Um, I think was it on tiktok i saw a post an indian student so a graduate international student from india in the uk and he made a video talking about like what is happening to international students and jobs like you know people literally spend a lot of money to come and study in the uk and you know as you said it's not meant to be a work in the garden like you know after you finish there should be a job right on your lap but then after spending a lot of money especially you when you study a course that you're passionate about and then you finish and you don't have anything in front of you to look out to and also especially as an international student time is running out you have only two years before your graduate 
graduate visa expires and you are you know shipped back to your country and, and stuff like that so it is a really daunting experience it is it's not for the faint-hearted like you have to be strong you have to be prayerful you have to be you know trust in god and as you said you're christian right not everyone is christian and some of them can be easily shaken and can just you know just give up and you know fall into depression anxiety and and all of those frustrating experiences which could um affect the experience of the uk like you, you can affect how you see the uk you can affect you can some people have actually literally gone back to their country because they couldn't really find their desired job because i've always said there is desired jobs there are available jobs you know I, I know many students, tons of students, and I know you know them too, who end up working in care um, when they, though that's not really their first choice, but they are literally working in, in the health sector, doing care jobs and all those, you know, jobs, which they are great jobs, but if it's not what they want, um, that is where the challenge is. And so they end up there because that's most likely the easier part for them to, to thread and, and all of that. So it is a daunting experience and... I wonder what do you think can be done? What do you think the reason for this problem is where where students, international students are not getting the jobs that they desire? Or is it that there is no job or is it that students are not seen as qualified enough? Or like, what do you think the problem is from your experience? Yeah, okay. Before I answer your question, I just wanted to add to what you were saying about um, life after graduation. Mm. I want to say that um, you need resilience. If you're not resilient, if you're not ready to persevere and push, you might not get your desired results. I just wanted to add that. So about people not getting jobs after graduating. So first off, I don't think it has to deal with um I don't think it has to do with your degree per se. I I, I just think I think it's a structure issue. And I know what I mean. So if you look at the doctors, for example, when Nigerian doctors or foreign trained doctors come to the UK, there's a structure for them. So you see they know that I'm writing plab. Once I write my plab, one plab two, then I, I can then apply and I know I'll get a job. I'll enter the NHS and start from, I think they call them FY1, FY2, something like that. And there's a structure in place. So you hardly hear doctors come in and say, I'm job hunting, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Or you hear nurses say, I'm job hunting. Because there's already a structure in place, so they know what to do. So that in itself is an issue for non, um, non-doctors and non-nurses because... There's really, really no structure for you to know, like, your very next step. You know, I've had people reach out and say, oh, what, what will I do now? Finish school. I just apply, apply. Where will I apply? Which role will I apply for? What, what role, you know? There's this uncertainty and confusion. There's no structure. So if, if because I'm, I'm, I'm a planner, I like to plan. I'm not, I'm not necessarily spontaneous, you know? So if there's no structure, it's... It can mess... If you don't know what to do, it can mess you up. You just be there, you know, be going in circles... And you might not get your, your desired results. So, so I realized that people might were not getting that, that outcome of the desired job because maybe there's really no structure in place. We don't really know what the job title we want. We don't know the, the institutions you know, to go through these applications to. We were just there, yeah, oh, I have this degree. What next? I don't know. If if that makes sense to you. And yeah. so that's one. So um I also think um support groups as well. So I'll still relates with uh relate to doctors and nurses so if you see doctors nurses if you're on twitter if you come online some days you just see right plab one plab two space and you see massive twitter account holders on that space that are doctors they are listening because they want to write plab and move to the uk or just write osa for nurses to move to the uk 
so that they, they, there's that support. Mm. By joining that space already, they've connected to people that are already even working in the UK and they're having that communication. For other, for other degrees and other courses, you don't see it. I mean, aside maybe if you're in tech, if you come on and say, okay, this is a tech space, yeah. da, 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 you join the tech space, that's fine. You know, you connect. But for that other, other career, you know, parts, you, you hardly see that kind of support group, you know. It's, it's hard to find. It Maybe it's there, but it's not common. It's not popular. And without that support group, it's and, it, and, you, and if as a person you don't really know your way through, you're going to struggle a bit. You know, yeah. that's another thing that I, I, also, I also noticed, that support is massive. And because my field, when I, when I came here, I just knew one person that was working in my field, because I'd known her from Nigeria. But I didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't find other people saying, "Oh, I did a master's in public health and I am working in public health." No, I couldn't see them. I, I couldn't see one person. So you can imagine. So I didn't mean I didn't have maybe that determination, and I didn't have you know, holding on to God factor to say I must really pursue because this is what I really want to. Maybe I would have done something else. I don't know. Mm. But my point is. Having support helps because it's like people that have gone ahead of you. So they're able to like point you, you know, to the right jobs, to the right organizations to apply to. They won't send you resources. They can't even recommend you. I have a friend that she's in tech, yeah. And I mean someone that was already working in tech here in the UK, you know, put her name for a recommendation. Although she didn't get the job, fine. But my point is she had someone in the support already in place. Yeah. Or had to get it so structure is one support is another one why i'm thinking people don't get jobs after graduating another thing is um personally as beyond your degree what else do you have like what skills do you have so I always i always like to say like can you do a personal swot analysis because people think swot analysis is for just business you know mm. to do a business no personal swot analysis is also very key like you might not have to put it down on the notebook. You can if you want, if you're that detailed. But you can have do a, a mental um, a mental reflection. Oh, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What opportunities are there? What are my threats? You know, you can have that mental picture. That way, you're able to assess yourself, assess your skills and your competencies, and know where you are. You know, and when you're able to you know do that personal sort analysis, by the time you see those jobs on LinkedIn, on Indeed, or the different job newsletters you're signed up to you can see oh i have all these skills required here then i can apply but if you have not done that personal sort analysis you like i said just keep going in circles you'll be applying to any and every job and which is not really the best approach if you get what i mean yeah. so that personal sort analysis is another um thing i think people really need to also see it's, it's very introspective you know you have to look inwards to really understand your skills and be truthful to yourself. If you see you don't have that skill, look out for an avenue to um, upgrade yourself. You know, if it's maybe it's a training or it's a course you can do to like improve yourself or improve that skill. You know, that way you know you are much more elite. You're increasing your eligibility chances to be qualified for that job. You know, to be taken. Yeah. Then your CV and your your cover letter. You know, how is it properly written? Is it general or is it specific? Is it addressing what that job description is? Um, um, is you no know, asking for. Yeah. That's another thing too. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure your your, your CV is well suited, you know, for the particular jobs you're seeing. Yeah. And that thing before this, my last point would be that um, where are you looking at for your jobs, and what are you looking at? Because for I use public health as an example. When I I have job alerts, yeah, and, and my job alert is not just 
public health. No, I have jump alert for public health, population health, public health research, public health epidemiology. My point is, there are different technologies you can use. So, are you just being restricting, you know, restricted to just maybe public health, or you're very much diverse, you're, you're using different terms to, to make sure that your job search is very much advanced and you're getting a pool of um, vacancies you know, coming to you that you can that will increase your chances of application and possible um, employment. Just to add to that is to help you have a smooth transition from university or from your master's, if you're doing a master's as an international student, to help you have that smooth transition, don't wait till you graduate before you start applying. I know you're going to have your two years visa, you know, you're going to be like, oh yeah, two years is long, I'm still going to have time to apply for jobs and everything, but brah, start applying right, like six months before you finish, start applying right some students do the mistake of waiting till they finish and then they start struggling and then you realize that looking for a job itself job hunting is a job on its own and it takes a lot of time it can be depressing it can be frustrating i've seen many students who had to return back to their country because they couldn't find a job it is or it is daunting already as it is and it is a dreadful experience so to help you with that smooth transition i would always recommend to start on time start early know what you want some people just for them it's not just about you know what they're studying for them it's just to travel abroad that's why they're coming for like masters or whatever but before you even travel abroad have a plan after your one year or three years whatever you're doing what's next i have an episode on 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 after studying what's next but like i'm just saying in the sense of the job on job hunting and like you know life after studying as an international student have a plan because when you come in time is going to go in go go so fast you're going to do your masters and you're going to you're not going to even have time to think and during that period you're going to be so exhausted and so occupied with other things so plan your life it's always good to plan when you plan you have like a sense of direction even though the wind blows you somewhere else you have somewhere to fall back to so my i would always encourage students to 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 start on time start applying on time i think on that note as well in terms of you know recommending what they they can't do in terms of that after uni life um, there's something that I've noticed that some international students don't do, especially the mature ones, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's just here, but you have students who, international students who don't try to get involved with sports and societies. And that's one part of it that they're missing that actually contributes and help towards your um, your skills that you get in terms of graduating. And another thing, again, that they also miss out is they, tr- they miss out, some of them miss out on trying to apply for those summer internships. They might see that, oh, maybe summer internship, but let's say, for instance, now they're working like support work. They are getting like maybe 50 pounds an hour, yada, yada, whatever it is, mm. you know, and then you want to pick up a lot of shifts when you get on your break that you can work, you know. And then they, they, they look at that and they, they weigh that more than getting an internship job for like uh, six weeks or something or you know that summer holidays yes but yeah and i've met international students who try to do that and they have gotten jobs literally after finishing because the companies where they interned they were so lucky that they did so well that they got a call back 
I mean that that was what what I got. Like I was retained by my my current organization, so I did an internship and they retained me as a staff. So yes, exactly. So that's one thing again that we've noticed that some of them don't they don't want to put themselves up for that, and that's one thing I will always advise every international today: get involved with internships that Even you see. Volunteering as well. Yeah, volunteering. Exactly, volunteering. Um and putting yourself up attending i mean i know different universities they do are amazing with their careers and employability so their events that they put in and so they are doing networking stuff try and go for those things those things actually help because it's not tailored for just home students it's actually tailored for all students and that includes you as an international student so that's one thing i always say and even and then i'm going to go back again to you know the fact that i said sports and societies so sometimes when you will set up a society you end up being a president those are skills that you're doing whilst you're in that role. And when you put that as the things that you did whilst you were studying, and when you're sending those applications, that gives you a good edge. It gives you like an extra edge in terms of application. I was speaking to uh, someone who I know, and he's he works at Satanda Air, and he's one of the big bosses at Satanda Air. And then he said that, oh, they were processing their stuff for their graduates, you know, graduates um, applications, graduate applications, and they picked out those students who had stuff that they were doing in terms of finance and when they were in uni they were doing extracurricular activities and that gave them an edge into mm. you know moving on moving on to the next level in that interview so it was the extracurricular that they did that's one instance i went to a black um, entrepreneurship conference in Birmingham last year, and I was listening to these students, black students who work in the, um, it's um, what's the name of this company, uh, Goldman Sachs. So, and they were on the panel and they were talking, and one of the guys who were talking, who now is working so well and doing so well at Goldman Sachs, he said that one of the things that gave me opportunity in getting the job was the society that he was. What was the thing that he was playing? Was he rugby or something weird? What's a game like that? What's society like that? Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah, he said because he got involved in that society. And when he now went for application, they asked him stuff. And they asked him what he was doing while he was in uni. And he mentioned that he was in the rugby team. And then he was like, I think it was the treasurer. Something he was in one of the, the committee as well. Then they started asking him questions just to know more about what he was doing as extra. And he did, he studied, what he studied was completely off from what he applied for applied for to work in that company but because of how he was able to transfer and present the skills that he learned while he whilst he was in that when he was in uni being in that society and what he did in the committee that was what pushed him up to the next level for interview i mean it doesn't apply to everybody but sometimes you there, it comes to that level of confidence when you're doing that and some extra skill that you gain before you get to that point where you're going to those interviews for jobs afterwards. But I have seen it, it's one trend that I've gone to notice, speaking to different people, speaking to students, getting involved with students, it's one trend that I've come to see that most international students tend to miss because they say, oh, I don't have that time because I want to go and do shift at night, do you understand? Yeah. Or I don't have that time, I want to pick extra whatever I work. But that's where, where if, when I started talking, I said, enjoy your uni days because that's part of it. You get to miss, you know, really connecting with other people and then you have other international students who thrive in this and i really always commend and make and always i always you know give my heads up for them because they've come to fully get the 360 experience because these are things that is exposed to you that is open is all there for your success and if you don't tap into those opportunities 
you do yourself a disservice that you literally just paid so much money to study here and you're yes. not making the best out of you're not making the best of all the opportunities that the university your university is providing to you. Yes. So why not why not just use every little cent so that your every pound that you have paid counts? So I will always the one thing I will always recommend in terms of how you get yourself to support you towards your um getting a job, get involved with societies, volunteer you know, put yourself up for internship. And as you mentioned, start early. I also know friends currently who are working and are working in big companies in the UK. And what they did was when they did their, um, after they got their first results and all of that, and then they see what level they were in, in terms of, in terms of what they were going, going to graduate with. Like you would say, you know, you would say, oh, I have the hope of graduating with this, this, this. And that's what they were doing when they were doing, sending in the applications. Oh, I'm not yet done, but I, you know, I'm looking to graduate with this degree, this degree, you know, I did my first assessment and all of that in my first term. And I, you know, I had all of these grades in all of these kind of courses, you know, and those are the things that what they did. And before they finish work, finish studying, fam, they got jobs. Yeah. <laughs> jobs them, oh, don't worry, we'll wait for you. So, yeah, and then they had all that skills, extra skills that they had, you know, acquired whilst they were studying. But it's not just coming here. Sometimes my heart just, it's, it, it sickens me when I just hear people just, you know, bury themselves into, it's not to say that when you're doing support work and all of that, it's not, that's 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 an industry that we really, really that's needs, what you you're know. passionate about exactly so it's, it's more like you come in here you're so fine and some of the students that we see international students that come here as well they've had like work experiences before coming here exactly your you life know? doesn't start from this the country you're studying in you've had past experiences exactly. before and they feed exactly. into your reality exactly exactly so it's almost like don't let that die don't let all of that experience that you have so you have people who were managers before they got here exactly. they left it yeah you have people who you know they were probably not managers maybe supervisors you know mid-level or something or and then you have the ones obviously who are also very young and you're just coming straight up from you know from from undergrad or something and they're all come coming from um secondary school and coming straight to do their masters there's also that level i mean you've already explained some of those things you know there's also those kind of category of students but we see that if you come in with that experience, you don't want to come in and bury yourself to something else. And and I think there's also that misconception, as we also mentioned, is you're going to make it so quick, quick. You, you know, this is not a ground where you make things so fast, you make money so fast. It's not about to, um, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. So that's one thing I always believe in. So it's not, don't come in, oh, you know what, well, because I just want to quickly make money yeah. and do this. Da, da, da. I'm gonna pick one million shifts. I'm gonna go. Yeah, and the only thing is, another thing again is, I won't also just also put the fault them for that because those are the easiest jobs to get, more like it. And you rather be like, you know, since I can't find anything, I'll rather just do that. Mm, and sometimes so cool. when you do that, you just get sucked into it for a very long time that you don't want to really come out. So yeah. it's not easy to come out so quickly. Then you, even if it's like an end to end, means don't make it the end of your, you know, to everything. You know, it's just use it for a while. And then move on to what you really love to do. Yeah. But I will always say, and I will say till tomorrow, and it's one thing I will always say, get involved in your uni, join sports and society. When you join a sports and society, just don't just join and be a member, be a committee member, volunteer, volunteer. You did some like some people I, I wouldn't say Nigerians, let me because I mean like you will hear that no, they don't want, if you say it's free, they don't want to do. Mm, One yeah. they say ah, they will not pay me. I'm I know I'm not there. I don't want to get involved. You know, but you 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 forget that there's something that you will pick up from there that tomorrow if you want to apply for a particular role in the company, 
they will ask they're, they're not going to ask you the fact that you were a support worker when you were doing that you did. like what else did you learn you know what else did you do so that's one thing i always say start early get involved get involved get involved yes absolutely i agree i 100 percent agree um and then another thing again so it's like if it's like if there's a rule that you want to do and you see the requirements again start practicing for those you know the job descriptions that they ask you for the things that they want you to do tick 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 try and if you don't have the skill and all that go learn that skill you know look at companies that you want to you want you aspire to working it might not even be like the top companies there are so many you know million dollar companies that they are not even as big as the ones that we know but they are doing so well do you get so it's like expand your search you know visit your um careers and employability team in as much as i don't know how to explain it but that is like hidden nuggets different places that you have to figure out yourself and yeah. you have to, you have to go out there you still have to the job the, the job is not ended <laughs> even when you finish studying it never ends you have to continue again like so it's like a process nobody's going to come and give you a job like bam except maybe you're yeah really good and you've done extremely well whilst you were studying or anything and then they they sort you out yeah you have the companies who sort people out and then use your linkedin very well that's also a good thing again use that one very well it really works that was one thing i, I realized when i was back in india i wasn't really using my linkedin like that and then i got here i was like ah and i figured out mm, yeah like 16 cool. years old already yeah LinkedIn. yeah this cool is really working here so yeah it's good there even if you do and i still see them then if you do anything you get a degree and they go there and shout about it oh i did this degree and i scored i am um, this module and i scored this this yeah. this oh this is what i learned while i studied this module. fam put it there <laughs> shot put it there say nice somebody's looking somebody's watching somebody probably just and then it feels like so when is when you want to reach out to recruiters there as well you know they will look at what you've been doing they look at what you've been posting different kind of things like that so use those tools really and get yeah, involved yeah that that is a really really important nugget i i totally agree right we have come to the end of this podcast Yay! <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long conversation a beautiful one yeah. a very interesting one i don't know even want it to come to an end because there's just a lot to talk about <laughs> and it's been very exciting speaking to you rita um, I've, I've enjoyed yeah. this i've enjoyed it i've listened to your some of your podcasts before but however oh. i didn't listen to them the last one that you did with different oh. type of but i've listened to yes i have oh. i think the, the very few ones i went out like you know what let me listen to it because sometimes i peer around with podcasts in the morning when i'm getting ready to go to work so that i try to like to listen to something on that same would we'll listen to different podcasts and just okay what's okay. what mood am i in today yeah that's <laughs> so, really yeah. good it's good to hear that yeah. you, you listen to it thank you very much um i love podcasts i listen to them a lot um when I'm cooking, when I'm in the shower, when I'm walking. Yeah, it does help. They're very educating content. Um, thank you for yeah. listening to this one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I feel very, I guess I feel very honored. I don't think I'm one of, I should be on that line yet, but Aww. thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Yes, Mama, I made Yay! it. <laughs> we made it. Thank you so much, Rita, no, for, for having. Yes, yeah, sorry, before you go, please, where can people find you and connect with you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. It's weird. My so my name is Miss BB on Instagram, Miss BB 7 on Instagram, but also on LinkedIn you can find me as Rita Ugi. So UGI Rita, and then my son name is Ugi UGI. So that's where you can find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. So those are really the two 
that I use them on board. Also, you can find me on Facebook as well. Yes. Out Facebook, please so. um, reach out to Rita connect with her if you are a student at University of Lincoln you, you would already know her she's very popular she's a celebrity <laughs> in Lincoln University <laughs> so well, I, I um, to say that <laughs> <laughs> um, hit her up and connect with her she's, she's your girl she's always there to help and support international students and I'm very excited to have you so thank you very much Ada I really really appreciate your time and the brilliant insights you shared with us today on um, life after graduating as an international student, um, getting jobs and your struggles with jobs. Thanks for being vulnerable. So where, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, um, so on Instagram, my um, username or my handle is um, Zida. So it's Z-E-D-A-H-H. Yeah, that's for Instagram. For Twitter, it's at adezeogo underscore. And that's it pretty much. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And you see LinkedIn, me? I'm sure you're on LinkedIn as oh, well. Oh, yeah, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Adezeogo, sorry. Adezeogo on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, please guys feel free to reach out to Ada on LinkedIn or whatever platform you are comfortable reaching out reaching out to her on um, she is an alumni of the University of Chester and she will be happy to like you know support you or like give you answers to questions if you're planning to study in Chester um, thank you progress for having me this afternoon such a pleasure and delight to be here this afternoon awesome thank you so much Thank you so much for listening. Um, please share your thoughts if you have any comments. Send us an email with your questions. Our email is tisp.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at tispodcast on Instagram, the International Students Podcast on Facebook. And you can find me, the host, at Progress Oberico on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, on Twitter, I am oberico underscore pro and of course i've joined the tiktok gang so my tiktok name is progress oberico 99 you can hit me up with your messages if you have any questions or a topic you want us to discuss on please send me an email send me a comment and also please leave us a review rate this podcast leave us a review a nice review thank you very much 